Today's episode is brought to you by Chiropractic Mastery. Wouldn't it be great if your spinal problems and misalignments could correct themselves? And if you didn't need the same thing done to you every time you visit the office, best of all, what if your chiropractor could check and tell when your body didn't need any help that day at all? MC2 chiropractors correct nervous system imbalances directly so the body is best able to correct the spinal misalignment on its own. This is done without twisting, popping, cracking, or causing pain. It's so honoring to the body that most people experience a tremendous amount of improvement very quickly, often without the soreness and stiffness that may follow a more traditional chiropractic adjustment. Your chiropractor can find out more by visiting chiropracticmastery.com and checking the seminars tab. And if you're looking for a chiropractor that will custom build the most painless yet effective chiropractic adjustment for you on every visit to the office, go to chiropracticmastery.com and click on the referrals tab. Hey everyone, and welcome to the KiddoCast for Chiropractic Families, the world's first and only podcast committed to normalizing complementary and alternative care, particularly chiropractic care for children by sharing the experiences of the doctors in the trenches. In our time together, we will talk with pillars in the alternative healthcare world to give you the tools you'll need to make positive change in the health of your children today. Simply put, we're here to change the trajectory of modern healthcare. I'm your host, Dr. Daniel Bronstein. I'm a pediatric and family chiropractor certified by the Academy Council of Chiropractic Pediatrics and the director of the Beacon Clinic of Chiropractic in beautiful Grover Beach, California. Now today, guys, we're going to be hearing from a close friend of mine, Anais Badon, who's a chiropractor who started out in, uh, in Paris and has recently moved to Spain. Um, I met Anais uh, many years ago uh, at an ICPA, uh, International Chiropractic Pediatrics Association, conference. Uh, she'd flown all the way in from Paris, and we had a really good conversation about chiropractic care in Europe, um, You know what is needed to kind of expand the scope of chiropractic pediatrics out there, um, and ultimately, you know, what does healthcare look like by comparison to the United States? So um, I wanted to have Anais on the podcast to talk about that and to you know really provide her unique perspective. So um, really, uh, I'm, I'm super grateful to have had Anais on the podcast, and I hope you guys enjoy. Here's Anais. Okay, everybody, here we are. I'm with Anais Badan, uh, my good friend from Paris. Today, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, pediatrics. We're going to be talking about kids. We're going to be talking about chiropractic. Um, but I, I wanted to have Anais on uh, because she has a, a unique perspective on pediatric chiropractic uh, because things are a little bit different uh, in Europe. Uh, compared to where it is in the United States. And I've spoken to a few folks in various different countries about the state of the art in chiropractic pediatrics, but uh, Anais is the first um, European chiropractor that we've had on the podcast to talk specifically about this. Um, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of background um, on my relationship with Anais. Um, I had the honor and privilege of speaking in Paris last April, um, and we talked about the philosophy of chiropractic, we talked about pediatrics, we talked about um, a whole bunch of awesome stuff. But then we also had the amazing honor and privilege of hearing from uh, Michelle Odant, who is uh, an obstetrician, who's been um, around on the scene since the 1950s. And he talked to us for what, like four hours on ACE about um, obstetrics, about the birthing culture, about how things have changed in the past 50, 60 years. Um, and he gave us a lot of really good advice about how things um, you know, proceed. So um, I would like uh, you, Anais, to tell us a little bit about you, 
about how you got into chiropractic, how you got into taking care of children, and then let's spin off from there, okay? Okay, perfect. So first of all, thank you, Dan. Um, so honored that you asked me to, um, to speak tonight. So actually, I'm like a little bit jet lagged, plus have my French accent. So I hope it will be great for everybody. So uh, as you can hear, I'm French. So I went to the French uh, chiropractic school, IFEC, um, and I graduated uh, about eight years ago. My first experience was in Spain near Barcelona, and it was amazing because I had to jump in another culture again. So it was a really nice uh, thing to me just to grow up. Then I came back to Paris. I worked as an associate for a while and I opened my own practice um, two years ago, I guess. So right now I'm working on my own and my, my office is like really full of families, uh, pregnant women, babies and kids. Actually, I realized uh, when I was um, practicing in Spain that the chiropractic was about prevention and that the best prevention was before something happened it was like really really uh, going going to pregnancy uh, going to babies so actually I started to uh, to offer um, um, spinal uh, checking postural assessments to have more and more uh, kids and, and babies coming to to my office because I I was interested but when I realized that really it was the best um, prevention care than seeing pregnant uh, women and and babies I decided to um, to accomplish also the Steve Williams curse who is um, I really love Steve and I learned a lot about him. So I did that in Barcelona. There were four models really, really needed. And actually I could with him really feel what I needed to do. So then I wanted to, to, <laughs> to go further. So I did a lot of um, seminars, not only in chiropractic, I did a lot of um, doula course, um, natural birth, pelvic floor uh, rehabilitation, breastfeeding uh, seminars, how to uh, carry your baby, um, a lot of things. Plus I started the ICPA, um, the certification. So we are not at the same point then because I'm not on the di uh, diplomate. I'm about seven modules right now. But, you know, you inspire me and I really, really want to do the same than you. Maybe it will take more years um, <clears throat> and, and doing as much as, as I can. Uh, also seminars uh, in United States because I really love school and, and for me going to a seminar is not only going to learn a technique, but it's also meeting a new culture and meeting uh, new new people and people who have the same passion, but um, dealing with in different ways. So that's why I I feel full of inspiration right now. 
Well, okay. So let's, let's talk about this because you're talking about me being prolific. I, I've never met anybody in this profession who travels more than you do to learn. I know <laughs> you and I were joking about this before we came, uh, went live. I, trees. I promise uh, I will do something for my carbon tax. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 crazy the amount of education that you've gotten because I know American chiropractors who take care of children and pregnant moms um, who've done you know less than half of the work that you've done and they're already doing incredible things in their communities. So you talking about doing doula work, uh, natural birthing work, pelvic floor work, um, even just working through the seven ICPA modules that you have. Uh, for those of you guys who are new to the podcast, the ICPA is the International Chiropractic Pediatrics Association. In North America, it bequeaths all of our postdoctorate credentials in pediatrics and pregnancy. Um, th there's a ton of knowledge here that I don't typically get to unpackage with the people that I interview. It's not to say that the other folks that I interview are not brilliant chiropractors because they are um, but you have a unique perspective um, not only because of your education but also because of where you are um, you know as we talked about before I, I got to share some time with you in in Paris last year with my fiance Brit and I learned a ton about the landscape the healthcare landscape in Europe and specifically in France um, and again, most of the people who listen to this podcast know that I spent some time in Europe after I graduated from chiropractic college, but even the time that I spent in Geneva um, didn't really compare to the time that I spent with, you know, the 25 or 30 docs that we had in the room um, for my seminar and for Michelle's seminar. Um, so a, a couple of questions that I want to ask you based on what you just said and what we've talked about in the past. Um, first, uh, do you think, and this is a loaded question because I know the answer, but do you think that there is an appreciation for pediatric chiropractic care in, in France, number one? And number two, um, do you think that the majority of chiropractors um, understand the need for pediatric care like you do, even if they don't understand how to deliver that care, do you think they understand and appreciate it? So uh, actually, it's a really good uh, question because you need to know that in France, we're about 1,400 chiropractors for more than 60 million people. So chiropractic is not well known uh, in France. So you can imagine that for pediatrics, for, for children, uh, people, they, most of the time, they don't know what, what is a chiropractor. And when they have the idea about what is a chiropractor, they can be afraid because it's like someone who just wants to crack your necks. So that's why when you speak about chiropractic and baby, they, are, they can be afraid. But what is uh, happening right now is that um, parents, they are really, really interested um, about uh, about what we do because they see the results so i think uh the patients are not sent by pediatrician for example but right now they are sent by some midwives breast breastfeeding consultants because the parents after they saw so many people they just realized okay i couldn't find a solution for my baby and i want the best for my baby so 
they come, they have results, and then they can speak. And also the midwife or the breastfeeding consultants can see the difference. So right now, um, even if we are not known, uh, chiropractic for, for kids, pediatric uh, in chiropractic is pretty known in some forums, you know, when the parents are like asking, you know, I have these, or my baby, he's uh, six months old and he has these, what did you do? And right now we get, um, we are getting reference. So mm -hmm. it's, it's pretty good. Actually, we are also doing a lot of things on social media because we are about a hundred thousand um, body worker, um, PT, osteopaths and, and chiropractors but we are the one who are doing maybe 30% or ad, of ad, advertising about maybe more about posture, but you know, on social media. So I think it's interesting because even if we are a few chiropractors, we are, we are sharing. Hmm. And my opinion, we are not doing commercial. We are really sharing what is happening in our office and and when the parents when they are so happy because um they they feel better as a family and the baby is not crying anymore and it feels better they they really want to share and they they are really happy to share so i think what is going on on social media is pretty it's pretty good and <clears throat> Right now, we can see more female chiropractors in our profession at the French school. I guess there are more female chiropractors than male chiropractors, and they are pretty much all interested in, in pediatrics. And mm. I can see that because I have a lot of, of sending messages who want to know where to go to learn more, to feel more comfortable. And actually, right now in Europe, we are really lucky because we have a bunch of pediatric seminars, and we can see they are always full. Actually, right now, uh, you can be really, really busy on the weekends because of the pediatric seminars. <laughs> so it's, I think there is, <laughs> there is a movement. So hopefully <laughs> now there is a, an interest. Okay, so, so a couple things. Um, the, the learning piece is really important because uh, we have 70, or 80,000 chiropractors in North America, we have a ton. And it's not surprising because chiropractic started in North America. It started in, in Iowa. Um, and if you if you look at where D.D. Palmer came from, it really started in, in Canada. Um, but it's it's purely this sort of ethno-religious American healthcare movement. If you, if you go all the way back to the late 1800s when it started and it's translated across um, you know, the ocean into, into Europe. Um, it's gone to Southeast Asia um, and uh, South Africa. And we've seen how it's sort of evolved in those various different um, demographics uh, over the course of the years. As a matter of fact, I really need to reach out to my South African buddies and see if we can't get one of them on the podcast to talk about how things are down there. Um, but you brought up a couple of things that I want to talk about um, because it, it seems like chiropractic is misunderstood no matter where you are, right? We have 80,000 chiropractors in North America and still utilization is like 3%. Um, people typically go because as you talked about, they want to get their backs cracked, right? And God forbid, 
they look a little bit deeper and see how the mechanisms work so that they can bring their children in to get checked because children don't need that type of an adjustment. It's very subtle. It's very gentle. It's very easy. And kids get better results quicker because their nervous systems are so much more pure than ours are as adults. Um, the best way for us to share chiropractic, the best way for us to help people understand chiropractic is, as you said, to get results. Um, because a result cannot be ignored. When you start talking in mom's groups or you start talking to allied healthcare workers like doulas and obstetricians and breastfeed or lactation consultants um, or postpartum coordinators for trimester doulas, anybody who works with moms and babies, they can't ignore the results that come with this care. Um, you were talking about things like social media. Um, my, my entire focus this, in, this year in 2019 has been to maximize and explode my social media presence because <laughs> that's how our generation, how millennials, uh, they, they absorb content. Um, they, they don't go in the yellow pages. They don't read the newspaper. They go online. And the best way to share the results and share stories about chiropractic care is on Facebook, is on Instagram, is on Snapchat, is on all these platforms um, because it spreads like wildfire. And as you said, the results don't lie. Um, I want you to talk a little bit about what you see in your practice, because I have my top three, the things that I see most commonly in my practice, um, but nobody cares about me. So, so let's <laughs> talk about what you typically see and then let's dig a little bit into that, okay? So actually, um, right now I'm really surprised because at the beginning I, I had a lot of um, pregnant women who came, they were dealing with some sciatica or pain under the ribs, they were really painful, eight months uh, pregnant or with a rich baby. And right now I can see they are coming, but because they, they don't have anything, but they want to be in check because they saw on some um, blogs that it was good to be checked and to be um, and to be adjusted all along the pregnancy. So. I can tell that right now in my office, I see more and more preventive for babies. So usually I, um, I offer the, the, first, um, the first checkup for the baby when I saw the, the mother during the, the pregnancy. It's, uh, it's my gift. And so that's why I can see the baby right after. But usually... <clears throat> I see babies who are not able to latch well. So most of the time it's okay on one on one breast and the other one is like really painful. So uh, I see a lot of breastfeeding issues in my in my office. Also a lot of pleasure syphilis that I can see. Uh, and also babies who are not sleeping well. I mean, babies who are not able to lay down on their back. They are really uncomfortable. Mummies is, uh, needs to hold the baby all day or to, um, or to have it in a baby carrier. So usually they are the, the common uh, things that I can see. But mm. I don't know if it's something really objective because I get a lot of riffles from breastfeeding consultants 
And, you know, maybe it's <clears throat> the people who send the, the patient just send me specific, um, specific um, uh, symptoms and, and condition. But what I like, it's not treating a condition, but just checking my care um, doesn't depend about the symptom. It really depends on what I, what I can find and uh, depends on my, on my exam. And for that, thank you because you helped a lot when you came last year because your seminar was really interesting. And right now I, I keep sharing your message about it's really important to check the, you know, the aim is not to adjust, but, but to check. And it's really, really super important. And I think it was a great privilege for us to have you and to have this influence. So I really try. And I think that it works when the mom, for example, wants to come then, you know, for an appointment and then the father and then the other kids, because I really try to explain okay I understand um, what you came for but my purpose today is to see if I'm if I am able to help you and how and uh, if we can start uh, today if I need to see you again which frequency do you have any uh, exercises homework um, do you need to work with another person what I really really try to do here is networking so i i i really want that the the mothers and the parents who arrive in my office they can just they can just enter in a family and they can have other health professional who can take care of them you know i don't want to be to be the only one and because we're doing this networking it's working you know, you're so I'm, I'm feverishly taking notes. So if, if our viewers are looking at me and I'm, I'm done like this, it's because I'm, I'm writing because you're giving me a bunch of really, really good, interesting things to talk about. So first and foremost, thank you for the kudos. Um, we, we need to talk about this in more detail because parents, um, even even my parents that come into my practice, that not my actual parents, but the parents of the kids that I see, um, they they still have a hard time drawing a line between my baby can't latch and they have a subluxation, right? How are the two connected is the biggest question. What you said before about the check being the most important um, is really, really vital. And I think we need to talk about that um, in a little bit more detail. Uh, one of the things that I taught when we were out in Paris last April um, was this sort of philosophy of a family practice in chiropractic. Um, and it's based on this tenet that chiropractors have, have really subscribed to for years and decades that the body is built to be healthy, okay? We are designed to maximize our survival value right? This, this is a big fancy term for we are healthy in spite of the fact that we make bad decisions. <laughs> um, so when we see patients in our clinics, especially if they're little patients, our job is not to necessarily try to fix the symptom. It's more to identify um, irritants 
or, or, or stumbling blocks that are preventing our children, our patients from naturally expressing their healing program. A subluxation is one of the most common sources of interference to the nervous system. And the reason it's so common, and this goes back to what Michelle talked about in his talk, is because birth trauma is so stinking common these days. It's so proliferative. I mean, in my practice, something like 95% of the atlas subluxations I find come from birth trauma. So now we have an entire generation of kids who are having a hard time adapting to their environments. They are not maximizing their survival value. They're stressed from the minute they're born. Their nervous systems can't communicate that healing directive like they should be able to. And then the most primitive programs that our children are designed to be born with, sleeping, pooping, eating, are not online. So of course we have kids who are constipated and that's the most common thing I see in my practice. We have kids who can't feed correctly. That's the second most common thing I have in my practice. And then we have kids who don't sleep correctly. And that's the third most common thing that I see in my practice. Sometimes we see all three of these things at once and it compounds later on in the children's lives to create issues like sensory processing disorder. Um, we see these things as prodromes to certain autism spectrum symptoms. We see these things in cerebral palsy. We see these kings, things in ADHD. Mm -hmm. And if we can address them early, and you were talking about checking babies when they're born, I saw that beautiful picture of you on Facebook checking a baby mm -hmm on the breast, right? Which is a beautiful thing, right? I do that when I check my babies as soon as they're born as well. Um, we can eliminate all those other symptoms by just letting the baby do what it's programmed to do. Um, thank you for pointing that out. That was really, really brilliant. I'm glad that you, uh, that you, that you brought that up. Um, so then that, that brings up a question, which I really want you to address before we kind of let you go today. And that is, how does a parent know? How does a parent know? whether or not they should bring their kid to a chiropractor. Um, when I see moms through their pregnancy, it's also a gift to my moms to check their baby within the first couple of days. I like to see him within three days. If a baby is born at home, if I can catch the baby and I can adjust the baby after being born, that's the best case scenario, but uh, that doesn't always happen. Um, but if you have a child that you think might need to see a chiropractor, um, Symptoms or no symptoms? How do you know? What do you think? How, how, how do our parents know it is? Oh, what, um, what, what do you mean? I'm not sure I... How, how would a parent know whether or not a chiropractor needs to see their baby? And again, this is a loaded question. I know this answer is easy for you, but I want to lay it out really clearly because we're still going to have parents who listen to this podcast who have never been to a chiropractor before. They're super curious. We Maybe we have parents who are seeing a chiropractor right now, but it's not the chiropractor that you and I are. How do they know whether or not they should have a chiropractor check their child? Okay. So if your baby is born, eat <laughs> he needs uh, <laughs> to be checked because he's born. <laughs> he, he had a birth. <laughs> so it was a possible cause of, uh, of subluxation. So that's why he needs to be checked. And also because sometimes we cannot see the symptoms. So you think your baby is well, but he can have some 
hypotonia, for example, you know, so you think, oh, no, he's actually he's the perfect baby, he's sleeping all the time, you know, he's not crying, but maybe something is like, okay, maybe he needs to be a little bit more um, active. So there is like, once <laughs> your baby is born, he needs to be in check because maybe there is nothing to do at the moment but we will see and depending on the um, on the examination the primitive reflexes and all the neurological examination plus the the story of the pregnancy of the of the delivery we will know if we if we need to check that baby again because maybe we don't need to do something at that moment but this baby needs to be checked uh one week later or 10 days later you know but yeah you're 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 right i mean again it's a loaded question the answer is of course if the baby was born <laughs> the chiro needs to check the baby because subluxation is caused by stress on the system Birth trauma is the most stressful event that modern children will go through. And again, Michelle talked about this because, uh, and, and for those of you guys who don't know, one of the most profound things that I heard Michelle speak about, um, and this was a, an excerpt from his uh, book, the most recent book from 2017 uh, called The Birth of Homo. He talks about how we are selecting genetically away from vaginal birth because we now have three, four, five generations of modern obstetrics, uh, I'm sorry, of, of women in modern obstetrics who have had augmentations, Pitocin, Cervidil, Cytotec, whatever. We've had moms who have had births by um, forceps or suction. We've had moms who've had um, aggressive cesarean sections. And so uh, again, genetically, we have moved away from a, a, a species that is set up to deliver babies vaginally to a species that requires obstetric intervention to deliver our babies. And obstetric intervention always, always, always causes birth trauma. The severity of which can alter, can vary, but it always causes trauma because it, it bypasses the mom and the baby's natural biological directive to engage correctly um, and, and allow during the pushing phase for baby to present. Um, so, so parents who are listening, if you don't know have somebody who takes care of kids check. <laughs> I have in my career adjusted thousands of kids. And in my career, I've seen three who didn't need to be adjusted after being born. Three. And we use objective data to determine whether or not a subluxation exists. And most of the time, a subluxation exists at one of three vertebrae, C1, C2, or sacrum, one of the sacral segments. Um, I'm, I don't know if this is what you see as well in your um, in your clinic, Ennis, but um, I, I guess the take home message for everybody who's listening is if your kids are not under care with a chiropractor, they need to yesterday. <laughs> trauma is so ubiquitous. Never mind the fact that when kids get older, they fall, they hit their heads, um, they get stressed out if mom and dad are stressed out. They're being exposed to environmental toxins more so now than ever before. Chiropractic care is designed to help alleviate the effects of those stressors, yeah? Um, one other thing that I wanted to talk about before I let you go, and I'll, I'll, let you, I'll let you go off on this a little bit. You talked about prevention, okay? Um, prevention is 
a huge topic that I bring up in my clinic all the time. I would much rather see a baby that is healthy and keep them subluxation free than try to chase symptoms with them later. Um, now with that said, um, if we do this correctly, most symptoms go away on their own. Um, but I love my wellness patients, the ones that I see on a regular basis, just to keep them that way for their entire lives. Um, I know that you love seeing these patients too, because chiropractic kids tend to be a little healthier. They tend to get sick less. They have less incidence of things like asthma and ear infections. Um, they have less uh, neurological delays. Um, what does prevention look like for you in your clinic? And do you get a good amount of pa uh, pediatric patients who have no symptoms at all? So actually you need to know that uh, we live in two different countries and here people all used to have free uh, healthcare. So it can be a huge topic because actually people, they, they, only, they are not used to pay uh, for health. So usually they start coming because of the symptoms. So it can be hard to explain them that it's better to do prevention. So what I try to bring is that to have um, a, mon a monthly checkup, you know, for, for the babies and, and for, for the families. But because also I'm in the center of Paris and it's a really busy city, can be a stressful city also. It can be like a little bit difficult. I would love to do like you do <laughs> and to have weekly uh, weekly checkup. Actually, it's my, you know, it's my... It's on my list. It's what I really want to do, but because of the background, because um, people, they don't know about chiropractic because um, the care is just covered sometimes, but by some personal insurance and can be one session a year or three sessions a year, or sometimes nothing, you know, the, maybe the more lucky, <laughs> And there are really few patients of mine, they can have maybe 10 sessions, but only half of the price. So that's why it's like a, a really big investment. Moreover, because we are in a country with a really good healthcare system and people, they are not used to, to pay. I know that maybe in United States, it, you, you, you can have um, cash practice or insurance practice, but maybe people, they, are, they know they need to pay <laughs> something for their health. So that's why it, <clears throat> I, the, um, the prevention, the wellness children are, are not the, the highest percentage in my, uh, in my office, but I, it, it's growing, but at the moment it, it's, they are more coming because they need something you know, and they need to be, um, to be fixed. But then we, and also because I have a lot of people, they are coming from pretty far away. They can do, you know, one hour and a half drive. And also they try to park in Paris or they can do two hours train. So when you come with the baby, it's like two hours to come and then the session, then come back it can be like a little bit difficult just to, to make it. So that's why I'm like really happy because right now we, we have more um, 
chiropractors who are involved in pediatrics, like a young, the young generation. We are still young, but I mean, the, the next generation of chiropractors, they are really, really interested about um, taking care of kids. So it's good that you know that you can send to other chiropractors. Yeah, I think, um, you know, what you're describing is, is critical mass. Um, it, like you said, you have this, this really small cadre of pediatric chiropractors that, that is growing every day to be able to spread the message to reach as many people as possible that chiropractic care is a lifestyle um, and it's, it, it's there to help people kind of get away from maybe the medical system that's been dominant for so long, um, not necessarily a replacement for, but um, in a lot of ways, a supplement too, because we know that when kids are under care, they, they do better and they spend less time in the regular doctor's office. So I was laughing earlier because you were talking about taking a train for two hours and I'm sitting here like, what's a train? I mean, we don't have trains in California. No. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I, I'd have to drive maybe four hours because that's the way things work. I'd be sitting in traffic for, you know, forever. Um, anyway, Anais, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really appreciate you streaming in from eight hours ahead. I know it's a, it's a bit of a stretch. Um, why don't you tell everybody who's listening how to contact you or where to find you in your clinic? Uh, okay. So first, thank you, Dan. It's always a pleasure to speak to you. Actually, I'm like sad that it's just done. I'm like, no. <laughs> But uh, so thank you so much. It's always really interesting. And um, you can contact me, have a fa Facebook page with uh, Anais, uh, I mean, uh, uh, Anais Badon, <laughs> Chiropractic and Yoga. I have also uh, an Instagram with Anais Caro Yoga. And uh, you can send me an email with my uh, name and surname that's uh, gmail.com but i think that you can find me on on social media or even on, on google anais badon a french chiropractor and you'll find me <laughs> i'm posting it on the uh in, in the kiddo cast thread on facebook and then i'll put it in the show notes for anybody who is listening via youtube um, or sorry, via, via podcast. Um, Anais, thank you so much. I appreciate you mucho. I, uh, I hope I'm going to get a chance to see you when I'm back in Amsterdam in August for Axiom. Um, for those of you guys who are listening, thank you so much for being with us this week. Um, for those of you folks who are streaming, thanks so much for sticking it out with us. We really appreciate you. that, guys. <laughs> and uh, we will, uh, we'll talk to you next week. Okay, bye. Thank you.